9-11 p.m. Tuesday, February 5th, 2019. Episode number 700 of Oh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Jonathan, today is February 5th? Yes. Okay. Makes sense. Why is that? Monday, February 11th is Monday. Yeah. And that is the day... If UID, if I yeah, dude, the comedy podcast that that you that you started, if I'm to believe February eleventh, two thousand six, then February eleventh, two thousand nineteen is thirteen years. Um, so I'm no I'm no whiz at this. So no mathematic whiz or. So that means on average we've done 53.8 episodes per year. How Although how would you do how would you do that by doing 13 years 700 divided 700 by episodes. 13. How many? 53.8. How many weeks are in a year? 52. So average over the 13 years about an episode a week. That's great. That's yeah. fantastic. I mean we've obviously done ourselves Oh, yeah, Some yeah. favors over the last year by doubling up episodes. Yes. So we were probably... Over the course of 13 years, on average, we've done an episode a week. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. And I'm... And, and, happy birthday. And happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And I... I thank can, you all I can only, who, who've been here for can only thank however you much of the ride. Again and again that you... Uh, that you... You got... You, you got... You got, I got to game. do this. I got. Well, you got, got game. I got game. <laughs> first and foremost, can I make an announcement? Um, yeah, of course you can. Uh, Seven hundred episodes. I would like to announce that um, we will be doing our first live show in quite some time. We also will be doing our first live show in Los Angeles in quite some time. It's been three years, almost to the date of this show, April twentieth. That's four twenty. 2019 it's a saturday uh we'll be doing a show the last time we did a show in la was i think april 16th 2016 16 that was our 500th episode at the regent theater so our our all right so yeah 420 for april 420 24 7 365 uh yeah 420 at the lodge room in highland park California, well, those, my are, those are your stomping grounds. That's my stomping right grounds. We're doing local local boys coming home to do his his. He's coming <laughs> home. He's <laughs> it's one o four. Local boy made good. One o four North Avenue fifty six in what, Highland Park. What's the name of this venue? It is the Lodge Room. I like the sound of that. Sounds cozy. Um, I actually show? saw friends of the show. Uh, the band Sons MTL, some Sons uh, from Montreal, played a a great show there. Okay, a couple of months ago, you got a hanker and you said, "Wait a second, no, I, I like the acoustics of this place." Uh, yes, I exactly right. I saw them and I actually went to their show a day early. Um, because you're so supporting, you're. I was mistaken. You for wanted to get people dr- excited about the show. I got there and played it off after about an hour standing around and no one being there and me being uh, like, man, these guys are like really so taking this, their time. So to this come is in. a good venue for my bros. 
Cool. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. So I will see you tomorrow. I just I pre I pre venue. But check I got for the to bros. I got to hang out there and see a very good show there. And then the whole show though, you're only thinking about me on the stage. And that's like all I could envision. Yeah, stage. I kept like, seeing these guys, you know, and I'm like, listen, these you know these prowl the stage. This band is, is great. You know, it'd be better if there was no music and just. Straight, straight straight talk straight talk <laughs> straight white guy now, wait talk. a minute so if you say 420 that's a is that a it's got to be a that's a 420 that's a weed friendly show yes yeah, so it's a weed friendly city a weed friendly state a weed friendly show except for the two guys on stage who will hopefully be the narcs, uh, narcs. trying to uh we're just going to be like fucking with you like whoa like hey like you're running down a hall you feeling crazy? Scrunching up paper bags and stuff and throwing them out into the audience. But uh, there will be, uh, you Bombs. won't be allowed into the show unless, unless you, you are, are on an edible or uh, have recently. As we said, Los Angeles police will vaped. be there. Yeah, LAPD is doing a new, they're, it's they're actually testing. the stuff that they're going to test for, for uh, stoned while driving tests on the road. However, these tests, night. they're going to try. Uh, and in order to let you into the shows, and if you don't, you have to fail the test in order to gain entry to into the show. Pass entry into the show. Please you, come and get tickets yeah, for those. Get tickets. That's Saturday, four twenty. What's the, the website? Very excited to announce new called? shows. So go to their website. I guess it's what. Uh, it's what? the Lodge Room HLP. You could also probably find a link on our website. Um, this mail I got. Oh man, is this for mine? No. Interesting. Somebody else's. You're gonna get in trouble for this. Somebody's in trouble for what? <laughs> Your military service. What do you mean? What is, what, what's in here? What's the letter say? Anthrax. Uh, envelope here uh, from, I think it's from, a is that AT&T? AT&T is still a company. In honor of your military service, please accept this special thank you to Seth Romatelli. Uh, American hero. American soldier. Hero. hero. Soldier hero. Soldier hero. Soldier Seth. poet hero. What was in there? Uh, it's, a, it's a check for ten thousand dollars. It's a housing voucher for yeah, Nashville, in, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, it's um, I have an apartment in, <laughs> in, in a studio in, apartment for heroes. Ann Arbor. The service comes with a service dog. Thank um, you, AT and T. Thank you for your service. Thank you for thank your you, service. Thank you for your service, AT and T. I got a light knock on my door a few weeks ago from one of my um, older friends. One of the women that live upstairs. Yes. They both back in the crib? Both there. Okay. Uh, she says, I just want to let you know. Um, I hate your show. I hate your show. I hate you. It shows I hate my life. Show. I'll see you at 420. I'll be high. <laughs> I'll be so high at that show. Uh, make me laugh. She said, I picked up, she picked up her landline to call our other elderly friend or older friend, excuse me, that lives above me next door to her. So when I picked up the phone, I think I the lines you were screaming about some sort of a sporting event. Is that I'm like, oh, that's entirely possible. It's well, it's one hundred percent that was me. She's like, yeah, you were yelling really loudly and going on. And I was like, you? she's like, I wasn't listening, but I could. You were yelling about a sporting event. I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. So she's like, you might want to call uh, the phone. The so phone the lines were just truly now, crossed. Well, we're there only the you know there the last three landlines left in, in Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. So basically, the three of us. And I said, you know, and they still can't get even those to work properly. So it's just it's a party line for the three of us. <laughs> it's essentially, a chat, it's a chat line, chat line, late night chat line. I hear them talking about what they're getting at Trader Joe's. They hear me screaming about fucking sporting events. Yeah. So live yeah. links. It's live links. <laughs> it's just like live it's three links. hot singles. All right. All right. 
you know Claire's? Yeah. You do? Oh God, yeah. They make memories, or we make memories. That's well, we make memories. That's also Claire's. Claire's slogan. We make memories. Yeah. So we're actually in a lawsuit with <laughs> with we're suing Claire's. Um, they it's young adult jewelry and accessories, teens, tweens, kids. Yes, or ravers. Right. Now, I was doing some detective work, some some research, if you will, on Claire's ear piercing. Because what the fuck, you know? Want to get your ears pierced? Maybe you don't want to go to some seedy tattoo shop on Melrose. Well, you don't have to. The world's leading ear piercing specialists. They've been piercing ears for 40 years, Jonathan. They're also using 50-year-old technology. Listen to me. You don't need an appointment. You just stop in. Over 100 million ears pierced. Have a piercing party. Are you a 13-year-old? Are you a tween? Are you a 13-year-old? We are. Oh, yeah, dude. Have a piercing party. That's what we're doing to celebrate. Come over. Piercing party at Claire's. So 100 million ears pierced. Um, so at, find it at your malls. They have some brick and mortars, but your malls are your primary I mean, place wouldn't to a find mall a store still count as technically a brick and mortar? Because it's just several. Oh, I guess brick it's and mortar several brick and mortar strung within, together. Yeah. A collection uh, of I think brick they and only. Mortars. I didn't know they. I've never seen a standalone a Claire's. Standalone Claire's. I'm going to open one in Larchmont. Ear piercing only. Piercing party. So, speaking of piercing parties, it's something probably most people know. Keep it PG. Keep your piercings up, not down. <laughs> oh, some, yeah, I'll tell you about something. Some, uh, you want to see this? Yeah, you, <laughs> you want to see some it? shit I did back no. in Venice? No, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Uh, the difference, the way that a Claire's pierces an ear versus, uh, as you so uh, nicely put yeah, it, a, a seedy tattoo, 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 tattoo shop. Um, I believe in order to get your ears pierced at a piercing shop, a.k.a. CD, CD Melrose. Melrose Tattoo Shop, <laughs> uh, you need to be 18 years of age. Okay. In order to get your ears pierced at a Claire's, okay. you need to be 18 years of age or you need to be any age yeah. with the consent of... Parent and or guardian? And maybe not even consent. Maybe a parent. Babysitter? Maybe you're maybe you're not old enough to even make that decision for Give yourself. Consent. The parent is making you go and do it. They'll pierce the fucking baby's ears. The other thing is that a seedy tattoo shop on Melrose will pierce your ear with a surgical needle. Okay, precision. You say uh, it's essentially a a a, um, a a hollow sort of what's a larger version of what's on the end of a hypodermic needle, which is a a hollow needle. Which means that that it's ex- extremely sharp. It goes passes through the ear and it removes a piece of skin in order to create space, create a hole for jewelry to pass through. Uh, jewelry, the jewelry in a piercing type situation like that will attach onto the back of the of the needle as the needle goes through the 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 ring or the bar or whatever what have you will go through. But the needle, you have to understand, is it, it's the size of the hole that it will create. Uh, Claire's uses studs, which are blunt earrings. Okay. They put them on a gun that basically... That a trained professional... Go on. No. A, a teen. <laughs> a teen looking for a summer job. Oh, Claire's, are you hiring? I'm yeah. in. Well, now you pierce ears. Pierce ears? Yeah. You're our number one specialist. 
Congratulations. Congratulations. Your, hat. your name's Clarence. So, um, and it forces okay. a blunt object through the cartilage of the ear. Uh, it's a without creating any space for it. So, and essentially, it's just shoving uh, something not sharp through an area, as opposed to putting something sharp through it, creating a, a cavity and okay. placing the. So w one would assume that a much, a much safer way to do it would be a proper piercing needle. Um, usually, what happens with the the gun ones is that they get quite swollen and um, it, it's it's it get a little they get a little fucked up afterwards because it's kind of traumatic to to do to the cartilage. That being said, I believe I've talked about this. It's probably been a long time since I've talked about this, but I worked in a piercing shop okay. on the Venice Boardwalk. Uh, my friend Mike was the piercer there, who was um, Train, my trained at Claire's. Originally, he was originally Tra trained, trained at Claire's. At Claire's actually, before he opened up his, his own shop, name was shop. Mike Claire. <laughs> actually, he's part of the Claire he's dynasty part of the family. But he's uh, the black sheep. He broke off, took some of his inheritance you know money, and opened his own piercing my own shop. shop. No, he was a piercer on on the boardwalk who worked in a piercing shop that was owned by uh, an Israeli gentleman whose name I can't remember. Mike was my first sort of friend and introduction into the world of piercing when I was body modification. Yeah, can I say uh, that pr modern primitives, if you will. <laughs> um, Claire's as a new modern primitive. <laughs> Specialist party, Jonathan Larroquette. Modern primitives party. Wait a minute, these girls are all seven years old. Come on. So, but the thing about it is that Mike was a piercer who did traditional stretch piercing. my earlobes and and pierce my my librette and my conch and and um, uh, <laughs> you know you know my librette and my conch. So, stretch my earlobes uh, several gauges over the time that I worked there. And I sort of just was like a hang around, but an the, apprentice. But let's the, say. I was an apprentice. I was a. I was a. But I was uh, the owner, uh, the Israeli dude who would come in. He insisted on us using a Claire's style offering a Claire style stud piercing as well because it was quick easy money whereas a piercing will cost quite a bit more you go into a Claire's you buy the stud for 10 bucks it's five bucks whatever for 20 bucks you get your ears pierced uh the minimum I think you could probably go into a piercing shop and get your stuff your ears pierced for uh or your conch uh, Le uh would be <laughs> would be you know let's say fifty dollars uh, what is like uh that. your librette price this evening so I okay, thank you. Let me let me, let me, let me. <laughs> I'm Lebret uh price shopping right now. <laughs> and your conches are what? Okay, good um, day. So Mike, because he was philosophically opposed to the purist, uh the style, uh was very was very happy to try to uh was to train me into how to do the gun style piercing so that he wouldn't have to do them because he just was really self conscious about it. He didn't like it. Since he Left the family. However, it was his. It was a lot of reminders of the old <laughs> days. His old man. No, but but since he was obligated to do it, he was like, "I'll I'll I'll have you do it." Plus, it'll be a good way for you to get introduction introduction into this this process before you start actually, you know, passing needles through people's bodies and stuff. So um, so anyway, the long and short of it is that I he he became one of the greats. Uh, I I started 
kind of watching him do a couple of them. And basically you take a medical marker. The person picks out the studs uh, that they want. And you, you know, you, you put a dot on a medical marker dot on the, on the one side, and then you square it up with them and do it on the other. And then you, you do one and you do the other and, and that's it. It's, it's done. Uh, obviously the idea that you're kind of doing it to somebody, there's a little bit of nerves there, but for the most part, it's pretty straight ahead. You know, it's, but you performed this. Act. So, so he taught me how to do it. I watched him do it a couple of times. And then he was like, you do one. He stood over my shoulder. He watched me. I did it. It was fine. Uh, watch me do another one. And then he was like, like, you know, and I did it and he was like, you're good. And you're, you're so great. You're, you're one of the fact, best I've ever seen. Fact, you're uh, great. Uh, you've got it. You've got Kid, it. Kid, <laughs> you got it. So, so for, I don't know how many, maybe a couple of days, few days, uh, I was, uh, in the summer I was, I was, I was doing, doing stud like piercings at it. At Minnesota a tweens on vacation. Exactly. That didn't want to spend money on getting like a piercing, just wanted to, Oh, add another, look, look what I got. In Venice another, Beach. Yeah. Like add another ring, you know, people that already had their ears pierced that just wanted a higher one or whatever. So there, there are, let's say there are women, there were, there were teenage girls. Then there are women. Now they're walking this earth and you, you gave men them their earrings and women, men and women. Yeah, sure. Those dudes have been wearing fucking, you know, well, guidos and fucking hip hop kids coming in looking for diamonds and stuff and shit. And so, yeah, I did dudes and, and girls for a few days. And, uh, and basically, you know, the main thing is that you're just, um, the changing lives. First the, of all, the medical marker thing is just a way of marking the ears to where that when the person looks at you, because obviously what you will, you know, we, you think ears are identical, but they're not. So what fits on one side might not fit on the other. So the, you're speaking to a layman. So slow, just slow down. So essentially just a medical marker is like where you say like, this is where we're going to make the incision. You put a dot on one side and then you're like, okay, let me make it symmetrical to this person's head because sometimes ears are like offset or whatever, or one's bigger than the other, or one's connected lobe and one's not a connected lobe or whatever. So one day this girl comes in and I've been doing this for a few days now and I feel quite confident. Of course, you're an expert. Uh, and so I, she picks out the studs and I... You talking about the earrings? Or the employees? <laughs> she had already picked out this stud. Who um, was about to change her fucking life. Uh, I basically... I, I, did a, I did the girl's ears without, without marking. And so I do the first one. So now good. just after three days, you're just going rogue freestyle. I'm eyeballing it. Yeah. And I just, I do one. Oh, I got this. She turns her head. I put the other one in. I look Boom. at the other one. And so, I mean, her head, when I first do this one, it's this way. When I do the other one, it's this way. So I am not remotely referencing the other no. one. The other ear comes around. It looks different from the other one. So I just go for it in the same area. And when she turns around and looks at me, it is like. Oh, it's jacked. I mean, we're Dog. Like, yeah. I mean. And I, I gasp. She doesn't understand. She doesn't notice because she's yeah she because she's trusts fifteen years old and like gave me a fake ID or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and she gets up, pays me ten dollars, walks out of the store, and Mike I think is in the back cleaning or piercing somebody. That's what I think. I turn them. I turn around and I put the money in the thing, and he is standing at the door and he was just like, I, I saw what you Shaking did. And I am head. like, I'm like, I'm like panicking. 
I mean, this is your master. I mean, this is the, who's taught you everything. You're this is like, my sensei. Yeah, you're so embarrassed. Uh, and he was like, I, "That's you're, like you can't, you can't out, do that. You're fired. <laughs> give me your, give me your gun. Give me your gun <laughs> and your gun. In. Put your badge and your gun down. You're, you're out." So she leaves, and like two, a, two hours later, or two and a half hours, blood curdling scream. Two minutes she later, comes. Yeah, about two hours. She come buys by. sunglasses. Two hours later, when she looks at. What the she fuck? She comes back in, and as soon as she comes in, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I almost like, I should have let her say something. Yeah. But instead, I'm like so riddled with guilt. And she was like, yeah, they look a little crooked. And like, Mike's like, yeah, they're, they're crooked. He was like, let me, let me fix it for you. In keeping with what we were talking about earlier, uh, when you've shoved a blunt object into something, two hours after you've done that, the area has gotten hard and sore and engorged. And he trauma. He pulls out the stud, yep. and then lines it up and redoes a piercing into a obviously free of charge, uh, into like a very very sore yeah. sensitive tender area. teenage girl's ear. And that was the last day. That I was ever, the blood curdling scream. That that was, that's when you saw. She that. said it really hurt. Uh, she left. He apologized profusely, and I was never asked to. They were never asked help back. help out. So you with anything turned to the tattoo arts soon after. <laughs> Bought my first didgeridoo, and then that was an adventure for another episode. <laughs> I got my didgeridoo from Probably. a guy named Busby on the Venice boardwalk, who was from New Zealand, and I got it because I believe Mike played one as well, and did. was like everything homies. Mike did. Mike had a van. Look now. How's life? Look at me now, Mike. Get you now. <laughs> Anything else, Mike? Do talked about it. He talked about Is a rare like sort of digital audio. radio. He about digital radio. He always talked about it. He just thought about it being like imagine like old timey radio, but futuristic. Oh, Mike had that long hair and that beard, Mike. He was a like a vegan like heart. Oh heart yeah, Krishna. Heart, yeah. There it is. Vegan Smoked dipped into that, DMT. didn't you? Love DMT and smokes and interesting. Starbucks <laughs> had obsessed a, with Starbucks. Obsessed with Starbucks, and really no one knew about it. Suspended high above a ski hill in the frigid cold, wearing darkened goggles and a helmet, it may not seem like the setting to meet the love of your life, but it's happened. And ski chairlift speed dating is coming to Wisconsin right now. Somewhat like speed dating events where singles meet for a series of timed events at a restaurant or bar, chairlift dates, they last only a few minutes, sitting side by side on the double seat lift. If the conversation goes well and sparks fly, the newly minted couple can ski down the slopes together, carry on with their date. If not, they can go their separate ways, get back in the chairlift line, and meet somebody else. No hurt feelings, right? I suppose there's that chance, but I feel that rejection is simply a way of freeing you to meet someone who's more aligned with your interests, says Courtney Smallback, a spokeswoman for It's Just Lunch, a dating service that's helping run this chairlift dating event at Wilmot Mountain near Kenosha, Wisconsin. I don't think people get terribly emotionally involved in a relationship they've only had for five minutes. You never know. Chairlift speed dating has been done recently in ski resorts in Colorado and Minnesota, but this is a first for Wisconsin. Singles sign up for the events are paired ahead of time on paper by professional matchmakers who 
assess their interest and compatibility, and then they meet in person for the first time at the ski lift chairlift. Ski well, hill chair. Wait, how are they matching them if the person can just say no at the end of two minutes and then get back into a, the lift? How are they matching them if they how say no and get How many people are they them? matching? You only match them with one person, and two minutes later, they're like, I don't like this person. They get back into Did the lift. Match me with then the rest one? of them are, are unmatchable. I, well, I don't know what that means. How do you match them on paper? Who are you matching? Maybe you they set you on the first one like, this one's going to work. Don't worry. But if it doesn't, then you get just right meet randoms for the rest of the day? Yeah. Just Then it's just straight fucking... Then you just fucking snowboard that and you're skiing. janky. Could I be a matchmaker? Could you be a matchmaker? Yes. Yes. I agree. I do agree. Where would you do it? Would it be a novelty like a chairlift? Would you do it in a, in well, some sort of Well, the other thing about a chairlift is what, I mean, if it's cold and you have goggles on and like a, you're bundled up with a scarf, you can't see this person? No, you're fully covered in a helmet and like... <laughs> I like you. I think I like you. Who are you? <laughs> it's cold here. What did you say? I can't really make out what you're saying. It's so cold up here. Well, I guess you've got mirrored goggles on I mean, and like who the fuck wants to ski, first of all. Right there off the bat, you've got if you're willing to go skiing, you're that's half the battle of getting married. Basically married. You should get married, because who the fuck would go outside voluntarily? And then who the fuck would go outside in the cold voluntarily? Oh, you know what I like to do? Things that I am freezing fucking cold. Well then let's get married, because there's no one else that does that. So that's would you, so if you were a matchmaker, would you would you Put it around a, something so specific like that, or would you just send people to fucking Starbucks? Would you I, send them to lunch, food? Would you? What would you? Or hike? Like what would you? Ayahuasca ceremony. Ayahuasca ceremony right off the bat. Would you eat this? Would you drink this and puke on him for forty-eight hours? If you guys can make it through that, get married. Get fucking good to go. If you're willing to get nude with this person, get lotus and drink this, don't even do it. Just get married. If you've signed the consent that you'll do it, you guys are perfect for each other. Um. What do you think would be the best setting? I would say a hike. Well, I think lunch, well, hold on coffee. A Am I doing this in a case by case, individual basis where I get to meet the person, figure out what they want, you, you set have them a up with a couple of You've people, met the or am I person? trying to? In, am I trying to create a speed dating like no. environment? You're a matchmaker, case by case. You're a matchmaker, and you have a rolodex of women and men, same um, same sex oriented. And the like, heterosexual, gay. You have all of your parameters. You've yeah, met all I the would people do a in no, person. I would do a no, no novelty type sitch. So, it, food or drink? I mean, you name it: camping, concerts, food, drink, camping. <laughs> Depends sending on you, the person. Sending, I'm sending you camping. Depends this on the person. person. Do you want to go with a stranger in a tent camping? Then you're in. You're getting married. You're putting people in scenarios that, like, right off the bat. Yeah. It's matchmaking. Matchmaking. Don't dilly dally. What are you going to spend two days yeah. with the guy and then go like, you know what? You know I don't what? like, you will know Put them within in a, yeah. eight fucking hours. Like, yeah. are you, you guys are fucking I'm in gonna, that yeah. tent and getting married the I'm next dropping week, you or, into Joshua or Tree like with you're no water. paging me yeah. and I'm coming to pick you up in Joshua Tree National yeah. Park in my Jeep and yeah. taking you home. I'm dropping you in the desert with no water. The two of you, can you make it out alive? <laughs> I think it's more romantic than that, but maybe okay. based off the two people, like, yeah, like 
here's some ecstasy and two passes to Coachella. Like, um, make it through that, and you guys will be like, okay. <laughs> I got one. Here's two tickets on Spirit Airlines. Done to San Diego. Here. It's from San Diego and back. You, but you got to make that flight right away. And if you don't, you, you got to jump on a fucking minute. train. You have 20 <laughs> minutes to get that plane. Turnover, yeah. You cannot get in a fight. Go. Married. You 20-minute layover in, in Denver. Yeah. To get from one side of the airport to the other. Enjoy it. Um, I think I would be a good matchmaker. All right. Of course I do. <laughs> I think I'd be a good do. everything. Yes, you do. <laughs> but l- listen. Isn't that part of it? Isn't that half of it? What? Isn't that all of it? What, thinking? Anything. Just believing it? Believe I'd be good at this. You're not going to be good at something if you don't already believe that you're going to be good in it. Um, no, but I don't actually think I'd be a good... Um, yeah, you do. Know, <laughs> there's on. really never, ever been anything. I mean, we're like surgeon. You've even said, like, if I could just get through those silly classes. Animal surgeon, not human. Okay. I've watched that go down. I've seen enough animal surgeries in my life. You feel like you could could move things around? That can't do much. Get that out of here. Move that part over. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I think... uh, You could probably pilot a plane. Life coach, matchmaker... Pilot. Lifestyle... Guru. Like, like, yeah, like, um, yeah, coordinator. Lifestyle coordinator. Is that a thing? Kind of, like a... I'm going to tell you what to do with everything. With yourself. Your life. I'm your lifestyle coordinator. Jonathan. Psychic. I'm going to send you places and be like, no, trust me, it'll be fun. And then you're going to come to me and be like, I want to go to the World Series. I'm going to be like, don't. It's going to suck. Don't do that. But I'm going to be like, but actually you do want to go to this thing that you don't think will be fun. Twist it. But wear these. Don't wear those. Wear this. Don't wear this. But eat this. Don't eat this. Talk to him and don't talk to her. Easy. Easy. I'd be good at that. It'll be $75,000. But I've only known you for a week, but you'll know me forever. But yeah. But you'll feel as if I'm with you forever. (laughs) All Um, right. Okay. Um, Here, I'll read something. You read something. USA Today snapshots by by the year 2035. 2035. There will be more older people then younger people for the first time in U.S. history. In, in all recorded time in history. So what was that? The More olds, more than, olds youngs. than youngs. When? 2035. For the first time in U.S. history, uh, olds will be... Will outnumber the youngs? 78 million and children under 18 will be at 76.7 million. How do they know that? Probably actuary well, tables, maybe, of when you die and who's being born. Yeah, but how do you factor in what happens between now and the people that are born and the people that die between now and 2019 and 2035? You have averages, but you can't know. Like, what if a fucking there's an infancy disease or a natural oh, disaster that. that takes out? Please say there's an old person disease instead of an infancy disease. Well, maybe not for us. Maybe that's a, I guess we had our choice. In 19, it's it, so that's in 19 years? No. 2035? 2035? 20, 21 years. Wow, dog. 15 what? years. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wait. Isn't in that amazing? 16 years. I'm fucking that. 16, 45 years old and can't 16. do basic 
fucking math. 16 years. It's that's something's wrong with that. Well, it's just not cannot do basic math. Whatever. Doesn't fucking, matter. Doesn't do you any um, good. How many years? 16. How old will we be? Fuck. I can I'll figure be this 57. Out. Then I'll just go off of yours. I'm 4 years older. I'll be 61. Gross. That's so old. So gross. Dog. I mean, 61 is nasty. <laughs> Dog, 57's worse than 61. 57's kind of cool. Dude, 57 is worse than 61. I know some 57-year-olds that are like fucking right now. Dude, there's got to be 61-year-olds that are fucking too. But they're fucking in that like, oh, I'm 61. I used to be 57. <laughs> and what? And what did you do four years ago? Oh, you used to really be able to fuck. It's the last four years that did it. The last four years have been brutal for me, 57 to 61. Fuck off. I'm just saying that ain't going to be pretty. That's very crazy to think that that's so close. It's wild. It's like how long we've been doing this. Basically. Basically. We're in our 14th year, so essentially, yes. Yeah. 15, 16, 13, uh, 14, 14, tween, 57, 61, fucking. <laughs> All right, so this is episode 700. Of I yeah, dude, uh, we've done a, we've had a lot of laughs over the last thirteen years. I'm gonna read one segment that a recurring segment mm. that has popped up in the show hasn't hasn't in a while. In a while is um, because this is America through the eyes of two American Americans and the two, the only two musical forms that exist that exist. Country and hip hop that we fucking do. This is America. So I'm going to read the lyrics to a country song and then Jonathan can read the lyrics to a hip hop song. I've got a hip hop song. So that's, I thought, you know, that might be fun. A nice little. It's been a a minute. Been a minute. And it's 700. Let's take, let's pay respect to the 13 years of doing this show. I'm talking about my dear friend Luke Bryan. This is a song called What Makes You Country. It's the title track off of his sixth studio album that was just released in December. The song called What Makes You Country. People talking about what is and what ain't country. Right? Are they doing that? Oh, yeah. And how? Constantly. Yeah. I mean, I can't everywhere I fucking go. Everywhere. Every debate. What is and what ain't country? I don't know. Hold on. What gives him a right to wear a pair of beat-up boots? I don't know. Maybe he's just calling out these fucking fakers. Well, he's saying... What gives him a right to wear a pair of beat-up boots? I guess you got to earn that. Right? Well, I guess That's he's saying stolen that, that valor. is a point that is being argued. I don't think he's making any okay. any, so, any, uh, any any decision can, uh, or, or he's not weighing in. He's saying what th- can, this is the kind of stuff that... That he's hearing about in his <laughs> honky-tonks. Or such. <laughs> in the barber shops, that's what he's. That's what they're asking. Are you allowed to wear beat up work boots. boots if you ain't a beat up worker? Yeah, I mean that's where in his life that's what we're talking about. I mean over here we're talking about how the world is fucking collapsing. But what if you you talk about what you want to talk about? <laughs> but that's okay. Is it the size of your tires in your fires or your wild ass buddies? Size of your tires. 
Tell me more. He, uh, like, size of your tires and your fires is a good line. Okay. But what does that mean? Explain that to some a city boy like me. What do you mean? It's fucking about your fucking big ass, like, what size are your fucking mud tires uh, and I don't how know. big are the fires you build? Well, uh, my tires are normal size for my normal size economy car, and my fires are, they're non-existent, because when the fuck would I light a fire? But anyway, wild ass buddies. I guess that's, everybody got some wild ass buddies. Yeah. Well, give me a minute. Let me hit you with some hometown truth. Okay, so now is he's now he's, he's making in. now, now he's, he's saying in. now he's coming in this hot. This is what all you guys Sit are jibber jabbering about. You jibber jabbering about? <laughs> I'll tell you about it. You could be a cowboy on the Texas plain or a plowboy waiting on the rain. What that is? That's like a fuck boy. I think maybe that's a country <laughs> that, fuck boy. I think it's a down home. It's a down home <laughs> southern fuck boy. They call them plowboys down there. I think. And rain means like rain. ejaculation, right? <laughs> rain is uh is ejaculate. Human ejaculate. Thank you. So it's a plowboy waiting on the rain. Waiting on the rain. <laughs> makes sense. Thank you. We're all a little different, but we're all the same. Actually not. Everybody doing their own thing. Okay. I got my dirt road cred when I was twelve. On a no cab tractor, hauling them bales, backing in boats. Fishing limb lines, running bird dogs through the Georgia pines. Only thing I don't know is uh, what's a limb. I don't know what a limb line is. Uh, Everything else limb, I understand. Yeah. Boat, cab trip, bales, dirt road cred. Is that like street cred? But you get your dirt, like. Yeah, he's cut, st- cut his, cut his, his, cut his, cut his teeth cut his on, the, on the, yeah, he's cut okay. his jib on it. But, but I don't know what a, what lib line? A limb, L-I-M-B. Oh, limb line maybe is actually like. Like out on a like a limb that maybe hangs over the water uh, for fishing. Yeah, that you could maybe like do some type of. I don't. I don't know. Running bird dogs. What, what's running a bird dog through the Georgia pines? Meaning running exactly that, shooting, killing birds, and letting the, the bird dogs go and fetch them. All right. Stepside covered down in peanut dust. Stepside Step covered covered down in peanut dust. Yeah. Like the step side of his the truck, it's covered in peanut dust. What about allergies? What don't anybody have to worry about a peanut allergy? Wait, though. You're not concerned about that? Limb lines. Friday night spotlight, that was us. It might not have been you, but I can't judge. Just be proud of what makes you country. So I think what he's saying is you just gotta be Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Fuck boy or not. What however you do, you gotta That's be proud exactly of being American. What it is. It's, limb lines is tying fishing line to like trees and like to kill people like like no 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 <laughs> to get tripwire like oh to, to get fish okay fish. okay does it run in your blood did it come from your daddy and mama were you converted by an alabama song on the radio oh that feels so right that's Does how it, you, that's what happened to you yeah it was an probably an alabama song on the radio that you know probably did it did you lock eyes with a little green-eyed girl from jackson I have. That have, have. You have. Tell me what you got. I just got to know. Tell me what got you. I just got to know. He needs to know. What got you? What, co- got what made you, you country? What made you what country? What turned you country? Well, what turned you country? <laughs> Was it a little green-eyed girl down in Jackson? Yeah, yeah. The county fair, I think. Me, I got my Sunday learning in a live oak church. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's at mass. Is that? Silver Queen corn in the backyard dirt. 
guess that's some sort of a corn. Dirt. Dirt's huge there. Down there. <laughs> big, big, dog. Big, big down there. Oh my God, dog. Very important. They love dirt. Is it because there's just a lot of dirt down there? Maybe is that it? It's vital stuff. Like Florida Georgia line dirt. It's I guess it's vital, right? Because you put your hands into the soil. Dog, if I got dirt on me, I would fucking scream. These people writing songs about it. I guess there's a lot of dirt. And so you, you can talk about it, right? Because it's not a big deal. I wear white pants. It's a big deal. I, it's a huge deal. <laughs> Waiting for the fall to co- finally come along so I can grab my gun and get my outside on. Oh, man, I want to get my outside on. Where's my, where my gun? I'm waiting for the fall to come along so I can grab my gun and get my outside on. So you just hunker down, and then when the fall comes... Go and kill shit. You just go and kill shit. I'm going to get my outside on. Uh, that means he's going to kill. What's he mean, ma? Uh, that's when he gets his gun, he kills. Stepside covered down in peanut dust. We got that. Friday Night Spotlight, that was us. It might not have been you, but I can't judge. Just be proud of what makes you country. You know what, pr- what makes me proud? What's that? Oh, yeah, dude. That's what makes me country. Amer- that's what makes me country. <laughs> this digital This radio fucking <laughs> America through the eyes of two American Americans. This motherfucker trying to say he's more country than us? <clears throat> Come on. Uh, I got an American flag hanging right there. I, um, I have a song by... Uh, I mean, it's, it's technically... It's, it says it's by Young Thug. Okay, so the he, truth he, of the matter is, is Young Thug only sings the hook, okay, the chorus, the chorus. When they uh, it's called friends. Chanel, go get it. Chanel, go get it. Uh, but the verses are by uh, um, Gunna and Lil Baby. Um, so it's more like he's he's having some of his friends. Come on, younger friends. Guys, maybe the one might say the next generation of, of of Georgia, Atlanta. Let me put you on. Let me put you on. We're all from Atlanta here. We're all could have performed at the Super Bowl, but we did. Would have made that halftime performance extra special instead of fucking a topless like, Adam Levine. If I had these and, gentlemen, yeah, um, that would have been a curious twist right at the end. What have if everyone was expecting Maroon Five and then like Young Thug came out? Yeah, I mean that fucking. Goddamn stadium would have collapsed if Young Thug had come out. <laughs> I mean, ba- I mean, it's like big boys. Like, it's like that's like I mean, your grandfather coming out at this point. I mean, if Young Thug had come out, no offense to big boys, like the best, but like, I mean, the place would have gone yeah. ballistic. I if mean, fucking yeah, you can't you know. bring out yeah, yeah Jermaine Dupri and Ludacris, people are like who I don't yeah, understand. I mean, like, oh, my dad listens. Yeah, my dad always bumps them. Um, he's the one from Men in Black. Um. Uh, <laughs> so yes, so Chanel, go get it. Uh, cor- Chanel, a luxury brand. Yes, can I? Be- okay. Yes. Young Thug's chorus. She wants Chanel. Go get it. She wants Chanel. Go get it. She wants this Fendi. Go get it. She wants a Birkin. Go get it. She wants this Gucci. She can get it. She wants this Louis. Go get it. Lubes with spikes. She get it. Everything I got. She get it. Well, she getting it. She getting everything. Bentley sedan, she get it. Hop out the Benz, she getting it. Hop out the Lamb, she getting it. The Porsche Cayenne, she getting that it. That as well? 
The Porsche Cayenne, she getting it. Hop out the coupe, she get it. Ashanti the shoes, she get it. I put my kids on her titty. Anything she want, she can get it. She want that last part? Yeah, definitely. She did, okay. Definitely. Because all the other stuff... Definitely consented to that. Okay, because everything else was fucking fantastic. Uh, Now, I'm going to skip just for the sake of of it being an hour-ish long show. I'm going to skip Gunna's verse and go straight to Lil Baby's verse. However, Gunna's verse is absolutely uh, worth a visit. Little baby, she wants Chanel. She can get it. These women, who is this? The same woman? <laughs> I don't believe so. They're probably different. I would think that there's okay. There's uh, there's multiple women that are involved fucking in this. Shit, man. Referenced in this song. Think about all these fucking dudes playing video games that don't take the trash out, and they could say, uh, "Honey, I'm gonna play you a song." It's called. It's called. Chanel. I'm getting everything here. You can't take the trash out. Um. She wants Chanel. She can get it. Louis V bag and Dior her titty. Well, we're back in the what? I was coming back to that. Louis V bag and Dior her titty. They lock the door when we walk in Fendi. Save the one hundreds. Them dubs we spending. Real dope boy ain't charging no card. New G wagon she already got. She already has the G wagon. Real grown woman she ain't post her body. Check price tags. You want it? You get it. You a big thugger fan? You scared to admit it? Getting 60 for a show, I'm handling business. L.A. for a month, get away from the city. Yep. Been sipping this syrup, gonna need a new kidney. Just tell me where it's at and I'm, gonna, I'm going and get it. Ever I say she on it, new Range Rover, she want it. We don't do notes, she own it. Running out of space for the bags in her closet. Running through checks every day, no fraud shit. Rose gold, presidential, roly look, polish. That's what you were supposed to get me for this show. That instead was of this it, like, he won it. <laughs> get on this titty and you might get it. You ain't really p- got to pay for nothing. I got it. Big bankroll. I ain't toting no wallet. Don't worry about it. Like a rubber band banks. I don't withdraw. Nickname deposit. T-Pain plies. I call her my shorty, my shorty. That's like unbelievable. Unbelievable. Big bank roll. I ain't toting no wallet. I don't withdraw. Nickname deposit is a fucking solid. Doug, solid turn, Day, of, turn of phrase. Valentine's Day right around the corner. The Gunner verse is good too, but he's also singing it, which is, it's pretty, it's pretty ill. Song's good. I ain't going to lie. Well, Jonathan, it's amazing. It, you think some, about think it's slime, slime shit, I believe. Slime wave. In your business and your boyfriend just seems to be still on that video, still on that one level. He's still playing that one level of that video game. Yeah, you're wondering why he's always, he's like yelling at teenagers on a headset. Meanwhile. You're at work all day. Meanwhile, this gentleman seems to be offering quite a, oh, everything that you would, could think of. Um, It's um, hip hop and country. It's um, hip hop and country. It's our two. America's two most treasured and favorite pastimes. Yeah, I would say, if you will, our uh, our greatest offerings uh, to this lexicon, to this planet, to this to this this continuum. Give me something. Um, new research from Yale University, which builds on a 2014 study, confirms that adults. Believe a child is feeling pain rather than just com- 
complaining of it. The surprising twist is women are more guilty of that than men. Of, I'm sorry. Of uh, 2014 study confirms that adults believe a child is quote unquote feeling pain rather than just complaining of it. The surprising twist is that women are more guilty of that than men. A study published this month in the Journal of Pediatric Psychology asked adults to assess how much pain a child was experiencing okay. by looking at identical reactions to a finger stick test. Adults upgraded the level of pain that they thought boys were feeling and downgraded the girls' pain. Mm. Uh, they Say that again? They upgraded... Um, the level of pain they the, believed boys were feeling and downgraded the girls' pain that they were feeling. And women were more guilty of this than doing men. That. Quote, we really hope that these findings will lead to further investigation into the potential role of biases in pain assessment and healthcare more generally, said Joshua Monrad, second author on the Yale study in the new release. In a news release, excuse me. The study's conclusion, explicit gender stereotypes, for example that boys are more stoic or girls are more emotive may bias adult assessment of children's pain. Researchers for the Yale Department of Psychology funded the study found that women were more likely to downgrade female pain than men. This is a big mystery, said Brian D. Earp, associate director of the Yale Hastings Program in Ethics and Health Policy. We're spitballing to come up with a reason. So they take kids, boys and girls... Prick their finger, assess the pain. They believe the boy's pain more than they believe. I think they upgraded the pain, meaning that they believe the boys are actually experiencing more, more pain, pain than they actually do. And in, in because the thing is, oh, he's a boy. Like if, if he's, I don't know, hurts I, so much. I don't know. I I don't know how they gauged that. I don't know what what the test is, but I believe what the explanation is is upgrading the pain assessment, meaning believing that the, it hurt more than it did for a boy and believing that it hurt less than it did for a girl and that women, adult women, were did did it more, more often than, than men did. So... That's fucked up. It doesn't sound good. Doesn't seem good. That's on some shit right there. And they don't know why? They're spitballing. They're spitballing. Well, they might want to... That's something you want to ramp up. I'm trying to get down to the bottom of that. Yeah, because that's going to have some real-world lifelong implications. I would think. Probably that we're does. seeing now. has. So they're saying that... that is the idea that they're assuming that boys are tough, so if they're saying it's they're believable more and saying that women are more dramatic and sort of I know I think it's the I I I I, I don't know but it does seem to me that again to re, to reiterate <laughs> what the what study, I what I what the read from what, study I, says. what I read the thing that I read that you gave me um that th- what is disturbing about it is that the stereotypes are that
explicit gender stereotypes that boys are more stoic or girls are more emotive. So that and that's just a stereo. There are they just so going off of that those? Regardless of what the reaction of the child is, that regardless of what it is, that if it's a male, they're going to assume that it hurts more than it seems to, and that with a female, that it hurts less than it seems to, and that's fucked up. That's that's a putting the females at a disadvantage yeah i mean it puts everyone at a disadvantage yes. because it's it's not true because it's an it's it's in, operating under false pretenses <clears throat> absolutely which just that just fucking throws the whole skew off you know but it's especially bad for 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 girls so they're spitballing to try to figure out why why and why also and they would need to do that women carry on that trait more than grown women seem to also uh, perpetuate that that misconception more than males do is also bad because that means they've been like like they've been fucked over and so they're passing that fucked overness back back down the line they gotta figure this out <laughs> we're spitballing yeah well listen get on it i mean that's sucky but it's it's somehow not surprising but it's disturbing to see in a very simple scientific yeah, study. Yeah, even the kids, it makes it so much. Oh, so I see. So it's, yeah. So you don't care. Oh, so <laughs> you don't oh. care about. Oh, okay, so this little care. little boy, you want to like, oh, boy, little baby boy, and the same thing happened to Emily, and you're just you're like, like, do it harder next time, Emily. Come on, so dramatic. Prick her hand harder next time. God, Emily, go read a book. Come here, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Johnny and Emily. Johnny and Emily. <laughs> Total release foggers. Uh, this is commonly known as a bug bomb. Okay. This is an uh, this is a can that you put off. You put it in the middle of your house. It sprays toxic poison to kill all the. Let, let's it go. Huh? Supposed to kill all the bugs in your house, especially supposed to be for killing uh, fleas, cockroaches, cockroaches, infestations, if you will. Bug bombs are ineffective at removing cockroaches from indoor environments, according to a new study from the North Carolina State University. Bug bomb chemicals fail to reach places where cockroaches congregate the most, on the underside of surfaces and inside of cabinets. Um, researchers say also, besides leaving behind numerous cockroaches alive, bug bombs also leave behind a nasty toxic residue in the middle of floors and countertops. These are areas that cockroaches generally avoid, but which are heavily used by humans. So, so just anywhere cockroaches don't go. Covers that in poison. <laughs> Anywhere they, they do, do go, go doesn't get them. Thing. There you go. Go to Target. Buy a couple. This shit is so bad. That shit, it, I don't care what they say. That shit is so bad for you. Oh, what do they say? They say, well, they say like, oh, just give it eight hours to air out. Yeah. And then you can go back in and like go to Target. <clears throat> mouth breathe and like, fucking asleep in your apnea. Like, uh, you know, just huffing fucking, you know, like <gasps> death dust. <gasps> it's so bad, man. Don't do a thing. Been proven right there. I mean, you can do a thing, but don't do that thing. You can just, you know, go in under those cabinets yourself and just start picking them off one by one. <laughs> Lure them out. A little sugar water. A little sweet talk. Chop their heads off. A little mini axe. A little co- ro- roach axe, a I think they call them. You can get really? Them, order them online. A little roach axe. A little roach axe and some sugar water and some sweet talk. Come here, little baby. Come here. How do you do it? So that don't work. 
So could we walk into any place that sells that, print that out, and just tape it near that and save people? I mean, save their children, save like their children, like save adult their onset sicknesses. Yeah, you would be smart. My baby's been so sick. But if those companies are so wealthy that they oh, leverage SC Johnson you know, Wax, kill you, Dad. I'm surprised they haven't killed us yet. All my candle talk. Yeah, the guy's been following me. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird. Somebody from the SG Johnson family yeah, has been, been following in a you. Black car for like four days. Yeah, because you talk shit about their fucking glade jar you candles. Die. You're gonna die now. The candle didn't kill you. Nutcracker fucking. The Nutcracker <laughs> sweet candle didn't kill you, but trust me. They have a guy pr- named the Nutcracker. They got a guy called the Praline Dream, <laughs> he and he's a contract he's killer, and, and he's gonna snuff you out. Good night, sweet prince. Yeah, well, one way or the other. One way or the other, S.G. Johnson family, they got a family of products, and they're going to straight kill you. Um, it's, uh, I, was, I was thinking about it the other day, last night, because I was... Thinking about what? Your crazy cockroach, ac- cockroach acts? No, that... That you marketing <laughs> that, that you in, started... I've been building. I've yeah, been guillotine. It. It's a cockroach guillotine. No, that like... Um, on a scale of you know uh, fair to 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 poisonous toxic like yeah. what level my household would be considered just on the reg on the reg like with the with the products that I use both good and bad um, the, the the just the the general like you know this heater that I use this wall heater that I think maybe isn't that efficient and maybe no. leaks gas or something I don't fucking know definitely. And like just all of that stuff and then thinking about my animals and the fact that I do smoke indoors sometimes and uh, and by sometimes I mean at certain hours of every day. Um, I don't know that that just what the general, you know, overall where I would fall biodome in the, in health the scope of like, yeah, biodome like health close to toxic, I would imagine. <laughs> Let's say like deadly to nation. super deadly. But oh, the, but what, okay. a national average. Let's say national average. Where do I fall? Deadly to deadly toxic. No, deadly deadly toxic <laughs> is is that everybody? It's just some. Well, you think your house is cleaner in that sense than mine? Because I don't think it is because you use much harsher Definitely. chemicals. The cigarette smoke's probably bad. <sighs> but who knows? Natives have they been haven't even smoking pro- that shit forever, and no. they live forever. Come on. Yeah, they haven't even proven Shit's that. Shit's been around for like a million years. Tobacco? Yeah. Fine. Okay. We get better and better at processing that stuff. Okay. Every generation. Uh, but you just think harsher chemicals would be, that's that's worse. Well, I mean, those like are, those are just. Like, th- like those everything are, I own having bleach in it would be. Yeah. My, my, I have a family product line of bleaches, Clorox. Fucking Lysol. And then how often and how, how readily are you using those? I mean, are oh, you... Oh, you got to kill these germs. Right. You have to. Right. Right? Probably not. Probably not. Shit. They tell me in the commercials, I've got to kill the germs, though. Yeah, but those are the people that are trying oh, to get shit, you to buy the thing. Those the same people you want to put the article up next to their product. Yeah, but they, they want you to kill the germs, but kill in order to germs. kill the germs, you have to introduce the, the cancer-causing chemicals that, like... Make your babies come out back. So I'm killing the germs, but I'm causing the cancer. Yeah. And so, like I said, you know, and then like they talk about like, oh, you can like 
you know, look at a mattress and see how many chemicals it's giving off or whatever and like all that shit. And like, you know, just I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about it because I was watching a fucking gun safety video. Oh, YouTube and video? The guy so <laughs> late at night smoking a cigarette, watching a YouTube video on gun safety. OK, so begin. You might I'm porky picking it. Deadly to toxic. Porky picking it. No doubt. What's this guy have to say? <laughs> Hold on a second. About gun safety. I was going to jerk off, but this guy. This maybe... guy seems interesting. Hold on. Um, so, and at the end of his gun safety video, he's like, people are always preparing for the least likely situation. The owning of a gun in a household and all that stuff is preparing for something that is the least likely. And he's like, and yet people won't buy nine volt batteries to make sure that their smoke alarms are intact or keep keep uh, uh, strong uh, chemical cleaners away from their children. And it started this. Can I ask you a question? This is this oftentimes you will mention on the show. Sometimes you'll do a deep dive and then it turns in that that deep dive is your precursor of gaining your knowledge into something is, am I to understand that by St. Patrick's day, you'll own a firearm. Yeah. And this is just the prelim. I'll be taking a gun safety course on Sunday. So this is your prelim research. Because everything that sort of happened has been like, it starts with a, I was watching a YouTube video, <laughs> motorcycles, vans, guns, didgeridoos. How else do you find out about anything? I guess you're right. I, mean, I guess I go to the library and look up like a gun safety manual. No, but you can just find this random guy instead of jerking off and he can this, tell this, you about this gun guy's safety. guy's got a crazy safari jacket on. I trust him. Guy named Chad. He knows about gun safety. He's Quiet. got a weird tick Quiet. on his face. He's got a cheek tick. He got a cheek tick. He's Chad, the gun safety guy. Um... There has been some consideration of purchasing a firearm for the recreational vehicle. Okay. Uh, and by recreational vehicle, I mean the state of the country as we know it. I mean, every waking moment. I mean, every waking moment of the news, hence my firearm. A van life! Like, uh, I mean, I, it would be silly to think that you don't... You have to be prepared. It would be silly to be bothered by you... Knowing me as well as you do, because that's 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 what we're that's what we're doing. That's here. what we're doing here, and it's also funny. We're in but, our fourteenth uh, year here. Come on, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's you're, amazing. It's taken you fourteen years to purchase a firearm. I, uh, honest to God, uh, own thirty. I don't knives. know. <laughs> I have, I have thirty-one knives. I don't. I talking to Amir about it last night and he was like there have been so many times there's a couple of heavy duty realizations that I've gone through in thinking about this and one is that um, you know the the idea that like people do like an EDC like an everyday carry guys that carry women that carry every day in their lives, uh, in anticipation of, of this moment. And can't the, use EDC around me and not have me think of fucking being in Vegas at EDC. <laughs> Electric you Daisy can't... Carnival everyday carry. Uh, so I mean, plur and EDC. You can't you can't walk into my EDC with your EDC. It wouldn't fly. Let's I just think, say that. I think they're both on equal. They have equal footing, though, as far as the the the. As far as pop- America goes, yes. But as far as mixing and matching, the two don't mix. They don't match. I did clarify because I didn't want you to get confused. Right. Um, 
Do you EDC at EDC is the question. Can't. Well, if you have a carry conceal, you can. Um, so uh, it's too heavy. It's not going to be humorous okay. in any way. Essentially, I've been around guns my whole life. Yeah. I've shot periodically throughout my whole life. The only firearm I've ever quote unquote owned was a, a, a small caliber hunting rifle that my father bought me. Um, I didn't have the stomach for varmint hunting uh, at that time of my life, nor do I really feel as though I would now, uh, unless it was probably a, a uh, needs must type fucking scenario, you know, like needs, a needs must meaning meaning like a fucking some type of, you know, like crazy like you know like global blackout type thing okay. we're having to like you Will know you have to shoot a squirrel and eat it yeah. to live yeah okay and that <laughs> i'm just okay. saying and i would still have scenario my, it's, it's a scenario still would have my i didn't i didn't i didn't enjoy the process of of no. you know uh of of killing Killing. So this is a scenario where in your wallet there's four Starbucks gift cards, but you're out shooting squirrels to eat to live. What are you live. talking? Uh, wait, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't. The, I'm not. I'm not interested in a gun for hunting or sport. Okay. Okay. Now whether that is a sound way to think about it or not i don't know as far as the spectrum of of psychosis but i don't i'm not particularly keen on the idea of having one okay however there are enough stories youtube videos there are enough stories of people dealing with things within the context of living in a in a vehicle yeah Part-time living, full-time living. There's enough stories that would lead you to at least have to contemplate the idea of what you could do or one might do in order to protect yourself. And your loved ones. From, from, from whatever in that situation. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of other options besides a, a, a firearm. But on top of that... um. You know, having been around them my whole life, I do think it's kind of weird. Most people that have probably been around them as much as, has been exposed to them as often and as much as I have throughout my life, probably have maybe owned one or own one at this point. I don't, I don't know. I'm not crazy about the idea, but, oh, the, well, the thing about Amir was he and I were talking about, he's like, well, what, would you carry it in your car? Like, would you? Would you and I was like, what in LA? I was like, absolutely. I was like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't be trusted <laughs> in that situation because, like, the 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 knowledge that something like that is there in a scenario in which I am like already angry and aggravated about things that are going on, not in any idea of like I'm gonna pull this on somebody, but just in the, it's like. It's it's not something I would I would not that I wouldn't trust myself, but that I wouldn't put myself in that. You wouldn't give yourself the option. I wouldn't give myself the option. In a Del Taco, when they fuck your order up at two in the morning. I mean, not quite, but not most. But it's just people. Most not not those people. But the people, other the, people, the people in the drive-through line that were slowing you down. Maybe them. You don't want to give yourself the option. <laughs> yeah, but 
I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted about it. I'm conflicted about it. And I think it's 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 symptomatic of something that's happening in the world and it's it's probably something that a lot of people have contemplated throughout the last 20 years but certainly over the last couple of years because that's it's a it's a thing that happens in this country that comes in waves where there are these points where we think oh wait maybe we maybe we need to all strap up here in order to be careful and then there's other points where it's like oh that's maybe not so much but i mean we're definitely in a uptick of that i would say at this point um just so in the idea that so you're taking a safety class yeah i mean really i'm okay. just yes i don't know what that entails i mean it's more than a safety class I mean, you took a safety class for a motorcycle and it's you put the bike twice. down <laughs> twice. <laughs> so I'm just concerned the crashing and the test for this could be much worse. Yeah, but I mean, it, what? It's just like a toe, missing toe or something. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a just safety the- course. And then there's also like some like tactical sort of tactical <laughs> maneuvering training. training. Yeah, we're going to clear some. We're going to clear some rooms. Yeah. You know, it's, a tr- it's an LAPD training. Al Qaeda training. You know, we're gonna some rooms of Al Qaeda. We got these Bin Laden targets. I've yeah. been dying. MS thirteen and Al Qaeda. What? You're in Del Taco and they fucked your order up. Must be Al Qaeda in here. <laughs> Must be MS thirteen around here. Um. All right, take just let's take a class. Let's watch some YouTube videos with some people maybe without facial tics and. <laughs> Um, the idea though that I would consider getting a firearm in the van before I have, let's say, bear spray to fend off a bear. Yeah. Uh, like the guy was saying, there are far more scenarios. I should make sure that my fire extinguisher is in fully working order and that I have bear spray prior to me having a fucking Glock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so the, the, the memory, the, re, the, the reminder of that I think we as people, but me, that I have a tendency to jump project, ahead a bit, yeah. <laughs> trip out is a you little know, bit. Is that? Jump ahead a little bit. Oh, more. yeah. It's like no gas. You're on empty, but you're like. Yeah, yeah, but like, where are my solar panels? Yeah. Like, yeah, a four thousand yeah. dollar Glock that tells you like how many bullets are left in it. Like, so it's it's sort of the idea that um, that maybe the the idea of wanting to feel prepared is is valid, definitely. But that that maybe the conclusions that we as as people and as paranoid and worried and and unsure and 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 sort of the the that our that our fear of that unknown has us tend to jump towards a conclusion that maybe there's there's certain preparations and steps that you could really take to ensure your comfort safety of yourself and loved ones that don't require you to um be able to like wield like a an instrument of death yeah you know what i mean totally. so I, that's what i'm kind of focused on right now is yeah. like improving the sort of general like stuff like oh i've got i've got beans and i've got propane and i've yeah. got you know my flashlight that i can recharge or whatever just that totally, kind of totally, shit totally. and that has been uh cathartic the process of just doing those things because there is it does it does quell that 
that feeling oh, of wanting to, to be oh, ready. Oh, and I then feel you're like, like I am like, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, all right, the oh, no, gun thing is like kind of like fucking crazy, you know? Or, or you know. You know, but then, you know, who knows? I could yeah. wind up dead in a fucking, you know, BLM land in Arizona and you'd be like, this fucking guy should have gotten a gun before he went. I mean. To the gem show. They robbed him for his amethyst. Yeah, they robbed him. He was, was he pants his pants around he his smiled. ankles. They saw that fucking gold tooth. They're like, they fucking, I bet there's gold in them. Their teeth. And they fucking took him. They took him. Took his fucking jewels and his family jewels. So I don't know. Yeah, if you're the gun safety outside, thing is just I've never taken a proper course. I've gotten you know CPR. Yeah, yeah, I could do it. That's the Heimlich maneuver, right? Yeah. No, I could do CPR. I mean, I'd probably crush your sternum, but I could do it. Okay. So if someone, if you, there was a kid drowning at a pool, you could pull the kid out of the pool and save that kid's life. Sure. <laughs> to the parents, I say, sure. Uh, it's been a while. Okay. I've taken a couple of CPR okay. courses in my Might life. I want to get that. I could maybe redo that. I did it in junior lifeguards. I did it one other time in my life. You're 41. <laughs> junior lifeguards? Yeah. 14, 15? Well, what is it? I mean, it's not, it hasn't changed. Uh, the technique is probably has changed, has but even it? if it hasn't, we got a refresher course every thirty odd years. All right, I'm trying to get. Um, I'm doing some uh, getting uh, <laughs> not tying. I'm kind of just doing like Boy Scout shit, basically. That's all right. But I never did the Boy Scouts. That's good because I thought it was be prepared. I thought it was lame. You live outside now. You need to be prepared. Uh. I mean, what do I, what's C, when was the last time you took a CPR? Do you have to? T- no, I've never taken a CPR class. Never. Ever. You've never like blown a dummy? <laughs> no, I've never blown a dummy. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if I saw a kid drowning in the pool though, I would never fucking. Say like, I got it? Yeah, I wouldn't be like. But would brain. you just let the kid fucking drown if nobody else was like, I got it? I'd. Spr- you wouldn't pull the fucking kid out and at least give it a shot? Of blowing him? Hyundai safety engineers have invented what they are calling the world's first airbag system designed to protect people from multiple collisions. The Korean automaker said that the new device is calibrated to deploy when a vehicle is hit seriously following an initial less serious impact that does not cause deployment. In most vehicles, airbags won't go off after after an initial impact is registered. I wasn't aware of that. Say that again. Most Sorry. in most vehicles, airbags will not go off after an initial impact is registered. So, so you get into a fender bender, boom, nothing happens. T bone spinning this way. Oh shit! Then you get hit. But once that initial so like hit, one, your bags your bags won't deploy because it's probably already deployed. I'm gonna one time, one use. No, not now, baby. But it's saying it won't go off after an initial impact is registered, meaning. If the initial impact isn't strong enough to deploy the airbags, the next one, even if it is strong enough, the airbags will not deploy. I see. The breakthrough occurred in part because Hyundai developed a system that can track the position of occupants following the initial impact, making it less likely the airbag deployment will injure someone. Oh, that's the reason it doesn't do it is because you get into a fender bender and you're going like this and then something else happens and it fucking blows your eyes out or whatever. I don't know. The automaker described multi-collision accidents as those in which the primary impact is followed by, by collisions 
with secondary objects such as trees, electrical posts, or other vehicles. That type of collision happens about 3 in 10 accidents, according to National Highway Safety Traffic Administration figures. Current airbag systems do not offer secondary protection when the initial impact is insufficient to cause them to deploy. Sorry, I'm going to read that because I, I just read it. I didn't hear it. Current airbag systems do not offer secondary protection when the initial impact is insufficient to cause them to deploy. So right. what I was saying. So now we got, now it knows. Now it knows to just brace, go off. Like you just got hit. You might get hit You're hard hit in again. a second here. We're, Don't we're, worry. We got you. We got you. Your, your Elantra has got you. Don't worry. Elantra has got you. <laughs> Don't worry. Princess Elantra has you. Princess Elantra has you. Shh. Good night, sweet prince. That must have hurt. Don't worry. Paramedics are coming. Thank you. AI. Yeah. AI, can you talk to me until the paramedics get here? AI, tell me a story from my childhood, from your pre-programmed My Childhood Stories database, and make me feel okay until the paramedics arrive. Well, remember that time you played Santa Claus? Yes, tell me about it, AI, Alondra lady. Getting quite... I am getting... Every day, that Sundance is getting further and further away from what a human being should be driving. I mean, you're... I You're mean, well, well beyond. What that. the fuck? It's not. Um. I mean, it's not fit. It ain't fit for, for driving. No. There ain't no princess talking to me until the paramedics get there. That's myself. I'll have to do my own. Hey, Seth, this is a princess. Um, hold on. Don't worry. Oh, no airbags deployed because there's no airbags. Well, you must be fucked. It's uh. Plus, I got that. I missed that fucking and it's side not a, mirror it's too. It's not a town. That side mirror is busted off. You know how fucking hard it is to drive around with no no mirrors. How much? What you don't have a? I never had one on the fucking. Never had one. No, not a problem. Don't need it. But but my driver's side mirror was like my extra baby because I didn't have one over there. But now the neck is just. Whew. What do you, uh, what's your, what's your plan there? My plan is I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start fucking, I gotta start getting on YouTube. I gotta start the process of, of getting. Is that true? Are you, are you ready to do that? I, no, but I could make myself ready if I, maybe Why, like I. Psyching yourself up? Maybe I need to start psyching myself up about the excitement, you know? I mean, it's. I mean, I got that car in June of 2005, so that's what? Coming up on 14 years? Yeah, that's... That's a good run. It was $2,000. Well, I mean, it's more than a good run. It's, it's... One of the great runs... One of the great automotive runs in L.A. history. I mean, yes, maybe. Do you have any idea how many miles you've put on it? Yeah. You do. I, I, yeah. I, I would love exactly. to know. Yeah. Because what you I was did. thinking is that like a car like that might suffice in a situation where, you know, you're in a, 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 a you're in Portland and like your whole existence is within a four block flat radius and you ride a bicycle every day. And so like occasionally you're like, oh, I got to take the car to go grab a bookshelf from Ikea or something <sighs> like that. But this is an everyday driver. Oh, yeah. And in a city that is... Um, dangerous as far as oh, yeah. traffic goes um and i just think it's 
it's it might be hard for you because you don't have a picture car the way that I do. So it's difficult more for but why not then us like why um, not really professional really pic- really be able to retire your picture car from from everyday civilian life and just only be you know just let her only be for picture use. Yeah. Um I would think that there is some psychological thing there. Oh, there has got to be. Don't know what it is. Me either. I don't understand. 888-842-2357. I would love I would love I mean cuz certainly at this point you could afford a lease on on a get a Jetta? What are they? I mean, take your pick of I mean there's there's a there's a lot of what it was it you rented something that you actually really liked and I was convinced you were going to go home and you were going to get one. What was it? It was, like was a it little my, SUV. My Hyundai, my Hyundai Santa Fe? Was it a Santa Fe? Ooh, that was a beautiful ride. Did you like that? Oh, I loved it. I that. remember I drove it from Austin to Dallas. That's what it was. And I and I was like, he's gonna get one. God. And that was ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. That was 2014. It makes I me... fell in love with that. I thought you were gonna get one. It was a Santa Fe, huh? It was a Hyundai Santa Fe. And it just I just felt I mean, right. A, maybe the new ones, the, a new Santa Fe with this fucking If that comes with a Princess Elantra installed yeah. in the Hyundai Santa yeah. Fe, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. And until that day, I'm I'm, I'm rip, whipping my bad boy. 888-842-2357. That is our voicemail, and you can call that voicemail and you can say, "Hey, um You guys are full of shit. You guys are fucking wrong about most of that shit." Uh, this is episode 700 of Oh Yeah Dude, uh, America Through the Eyes of Two American Americans, uh, Jonathan and, and me. We uh, started in uh, February 11th, 2006. It's now February 11th, 2000, you know, roughly, you know what I mean? February 11th, 2019. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty, I, 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 I'm, 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 it's amazing that we've we've done this podcast for 13 years. It is truly an astounding feat, if I may say so myself. If I do we don't, say you so know, we don't myself. like to. Uh, we're not here to. We don't toot our own horns. No, but I remember hashtag humble, hashtag grateful. But it's okay to take a moment and say. I remember some nights when I was still living in the fucking valley, and I would get here so late. And we would start so late. And then I remember at one point I was in the car today when I was, I remember I started for a period of time because parking in this fucking neighborhood is, has always been terrible. Ugh. There was a period of time where I just stopped looking for parking and I would just park in the red zone right in front of the house. And then I just, every night we'd do the show, I'd go out at like three in the morning when we were fucking done or whatever, and I'd have like an eighty dollar ticket like, on the thing, oh, and I'd just be like, cool. put it right back in the someday, pile with all someday, the other ones. Someday, someday, just, just deal with it. Someday, here we are. Thirteen, all worth it. It was uh, seven hundred episodes is quite a feat, especially because it's timing out so nicely as we come trippy. up on our thirteen and year anniversary. Thank you, obviously, first and foremost to Seth. Uh, oh. I love you and thank you for doing this with me for so long. Uh, this has also, been the the greatest thing ever. It's, it's been a blast. It's just the best in in the and the fact it, it's the thank you 
for listening. It's like the, really the only. Yeah. You can't do it if people don't listen to it. Um, or, you know, the, the joy is that like people listen to it and they, that we have had this, we've got the voicemail and we've had the, you know, communication and we've, it's yeah. been a ongoing learning experience. Um, obviously you know? a huge thank you to, uh, Nick and Jeff, uh, who keep the site running, who keep the the show going, keep the fires keep burning, keep the fire burning, uh, keep these episodes filmed and edited and 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 available to you guys. If you could, um, as we enter into our fourteenth year here, consider supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, um, that would we, be awesome. It would be great. It just send us whatever a, you could, a couple of bucks a month or it would whatever. Be awesome. It would be great. Um, that's. And it, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I'm sure you all know how to spell it at this point. Um, you can also buy merch um, on our on our on our uh, website, website. Uh, yeah, dude.com. And yeah. Um, so I, I guess for anyone that has ever been to a live show, got any merch, donated to Patreon, sent something to us through you know through the mail. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, so many things being so sent to us. So many, yeah, like so much correspondence and so much goodwill and and so much positivity and I, uh, and um, it's a trip. It's a, it's so fucking trippy, and it's and and yeah, of, of just the of people and telling friends and just sort of you know when we started, it really was like we're doing this thing. If you could tell somebody and. I guess that's how it's keep keep it's keep doing gone. that, and then um, and then like I said, we're coming to do a show in L.A. Which yeah, is see us on 420. Uh, 420. Um, on our four twenty extravaganza kick, show. Kick off our 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 live shows again. Um, after yeah, that'll be a exciting. Nice hiatus. Yeah, um, that'll be that'll be you know it's been three years since we did a show in L.A. So get tickets um, to come so we can say thank you in person in Los Angeles. In our city, in that, you know, we haven't, three years, that's a long time. Um, and then come back for 701, tell a friend to come back for 701, as we, as you, I like, you had said it before, that we are in our, going into our 14th year. Yeah. So we got to cross over, celebrate with Jennifer, cross over into our 14th year, um, and, and hopefully get to, you know, every episode is a is a treat and that we get to keep doing it. Thank you so much. 13 years. Um what a country. What a what a crazy place. What an awesome 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 place. What a crazy awesome place. Yeah. That could could be so much better in in and hopefully you know get get our act together here. We'll see. Well, we're going to try. We got to try. We got to try. Uh, yeah, what a... What a... God, we're so lucky to... This is like a... Um, we've never uh, been in a lack of things to chat no. about. No, Isn't no, that crazy? No point. Has there been a real lull? I think. No, there's always something. The, always something stuff, going on as far as that stuff goes. <laughs> so nuts here. Maybe some lulls here and there with us. Oh but yeah, not, yeah, but not certainly for, not in the, no. in the, in the uh, we are we are the, doing it here. Stuff out there. We are doing it. Um, yeah. So here's to. Uh, I miss. Here's to. 
Well, yeah, see me and you. We 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 we've done a good thing. We've done a we've worked hard for a very long time. Yeah. And that's a that's a night that's cool. Oh, it's it's awesome and it's also something that I don't have a terrible amount of uh experience with in other uh, areas and stages of my life. And so I think it's a sort of sort of uh it's a, nice to at least feel as though uh, I've I've done as as uh, good of a job as I as I have done with anything with this for as long longer than anything I've ever done. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, yeah. well I've done the best job I can and for the longest amount of time I can, and now that's that's uh, uh, all you can do. Despite my you know my my wishes, sometimes kind of endured you know it until it got good again or fun again or whatever like at points where we were both just like what the fuck what the fuck yeah. what are we doing like what the fuck is this and it's still uh more nights than not by far uh i walk out of this place feeling better than i did a lot of I, fucking laughs over 13 years yeah, i agree a lot of laughs still get it still got me still got me uh <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Please love you. Happy anniversary. Happy love anniversary. You. Come back for 701. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.
Yeah.